What's up guys? Just before we start the show, we want to let you guys know that if you're looking to support the show, we now have ways for you to do so. Now, producing these episodes takes a lot of time and without any financial support, it's going to be difficult to say how long we're going to be able to keep this show going. However, now we've got some ways for you to show your support if you would like to via various platforms. For our China listeners out there listening to this podcast on Shimalaya, if you click on each episode and go to the description box, you will now find ways for you to support the show via Alipay and WeChat Pay. And for those who are listening abroad, if you'd like to show some love, you can send your donations to paypal.me forward slash yishuantio, which is P-A-Y-P-A-L dot M-E forward slash Y-I-E-S-E-A-N-T-E-O-H. Or you can subscribe to us on Patreon. All the links will be in the show notes below. In any case, thank you so much for your support regardless of whether or not you do donate, we are thankful and appreciative for all our listeners out there. We hope that you tune in to every episode. Thank you so much. And now back to the show. Back to life, back to reality. Welcome to, to the Life Podcast, a bilingual podcast where every week we use Chinese and English to explore various social, cultural and contemporary issues in the aim of giving our listeners a useful tool to improve either or both their English or Chinese language ability. Welcome to the Chuan Chuan Podcast. My name is Sean. My name is Xiao. What's the Lian? My name is David. I'm Mingyi. My name is Emily. Today's topic is on the higher education situation here in China. Um, so I've heard that doing masters in China is quite a complicated process. Um, actually, I, I think it might be quite comparable to the American version, but, uh, essentially what I've heard is when you do your, after you do your bachelor's in China, in order to get into a master's program, you have to do another exam. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. First of all, I just want to say it is not like the U.S. system at all. Okay. Well, let's, let's talk about the Chinese system. So how does it work? So I finished my undergrad. I want to do master's. What do I have to do? in China in order to do that. You have to take the examinations like English and uh, not English, the foreign language and the pol politics. And the two major examinations remained. It's up to your major. And these are standardized tests? For every university, it's, for example, if I want It's nationwide standard. Okay. So I have a student, uh, who is, who wanted to go to ma get a master's in China. So what he told me was, uh, there's one exam once a year in China for the master's program and you apply for one school and you can only take the exam for that one school. So if you fuck up, yeah, you have to wait until next year to retake the exam. No, you can like take another school if that yeah. school would take you. Okay, well, that, that's not what he told me. He told me, uh, that, like, you can, you have to take an exam for each school. A different exam for each school. Yeah. And there's four exams. Yeah, uh, yeah. Standardized. That's crazy, yeah. dude. Just think about it. If you apply for three or four schools, right? 
You have to take 12 exams total. Is that right? That's ridiculous. No, not exactly. You only have to take four examinations. Uh, foreign language, politics, and the two remains is your major examination. And you can use those same exam results for all the universities? No, just one. Well, but you can like do, do, like accept you according to different score. Like, according to your score. You can get accepted with the same scores to different universities. Yeah, it's up to the school which wants you to join in that school. Okay, I see. So maybe it's different to what your friend said. Well, I guess it's different. I don't know. So it actually is a system we call the Tiaoji. It's called Tiaoji. So you take that exam once, once a year, and then you can use that exam for different schools. Uh huh. If it's acceptable to that school. How is it? How is the exam compared to the Gaokao? Is it easier or harder? It's easier, I think. It's harder, I think. No, I think Gaokao is the most difficult examination nationwide. What do you think? I think it's harder. Minyi, have you done the Gaokao before? No. I do Gaokao any, yeah, any standardized exam in China. Dude, but I, I think it's crazy that like, okay, so there's master's educations for all kinds of fields, right? How can exam just one exam tell you if you're fit for no, it's like not. this school or not. It's four exams. Okay, even if it was four exams. No, it's two exams that everyone has to take. And I, two I get exams it, but what I'm trying to, to say is, like, let's say you're getting a master's in, like, in art or graphic design, right? Like, mm-hmm. like how do you, like, you know, take exams on, like, that? Like, so in the U.S., right, we have art schools, right? And if you want to get a master's in, like, you know, I don't know, in like painting or whatever or whatever, like part of the requirement is you have to send in a portfolio of art you've done, right? But they don't have that. It's just like, it's just four exams. To me, that's kind of like... But doesn't the American system have the GRE? Yeah. So everybody takes the GRE, but that's in addition to other requirements. The GRE is mostly just to show that your ability to critical think and do basic math is like, you know. Yeah, I think it's depends on your major and the field you, you are going to apply. So it's the One standardized exam and another one is for your major. Yeah, but one of them... You said it's politics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. it's like why is politics in every exam? Like, like, how does that make sense? Because that's very important in China. Politics. We need to learn about our party, our politics in China. Okay. How? Uh, so, with the GRE, would you say the GRE is more or less difficult than the SATs? Uh, I would. I, I don't know. I've never took the GREs. Mean <laughs> <laughs> uh, SAT uh, or GRE? You mean? Yeah, yeah I, I took both. I took both. Um, I think GRE it's easier. It's, it's easier. easier. Yeah. Um, maybe because I have studied in US for four years, and then I took the GRE. So I think GRE it's easier. But when I took SAT, uh, I have to study by myself, and I have never learned English like that. 
Okay, that's very interesting. And okay, so um, yeah, Minyi. So the SATs and the GRE. Yeah. Is the content more difficult in on the GRE than the SATs, or is it that you've become more smart? Yeah, I think <laughs> smart. It's become, okay, yeah, I, I think it depends on my ability because my ability uh, of English it's like. Why I was taking GRE, it's better than the time I was taking SAT. So it's it's just the level of your English. But what、yes. about the questions themselves? Uh, like the structure. I think the structure it's basically the same, but just like the difficulty of the reading parts or the um math, um, and then the writing. Okay. Yes. That's interesting. That's interesting. I'm curious. Is there a main, like a subject that you have to take in every, like for example, they are the same.、Uh, like in China, politics is,、uh, we we all need to take politics. Is there a subject like that in the U.S. I don't think、okay? so. I don't think so. Yeah. Nah, GRE is just reading, writing, and math. Mm-hmm. It's just basics. So all of the all of the major takes one exam. Yeah, and then you can have、uh, another standardized exam for your major. Well, yeah, it depends. So like,、uh, they have other requirements. So they'll look at your GPA. They'll ask for like other things, like what you did in college, and like those things. But、uh, I don't know. I mean, for me, it was it was different because I didn't take the GRE. I took the PCAT. Which is kind of like the MCAT. It's what you take to get into like grad school or medical school, right? And so once you take that, you apply with an essay, and then teachers' recommendations, and then,、uh, and then they look at like they ask you in the interview, like what else did you do? You know, like your CV and all those things.、Um, Yeah, so I think the interview is actually more important than your application in the U.S. Yeah, so it's a bit more well-rounded, is what you're saying. I think so. I think it's less dependent on like them thinking how smart you are, and more that you are able to problem-solve and critical think. I think that's more important to Americans than how much knowledge you actually know. So. What about the English system? Well, the English system is really different to both of you guys. So, if we start with undergrad, we don't have like a standardized exam. There's no SAT. We have our final exams, and when you apply to universities, the teachers will give you a predicted grade on what they expect you to reach in your final exams. With that, along with a personal statement, you write why you believe you should go. You would be a f- suitable candidate for this course, and then from that, included with maybe some interviews, depending on the university, the university will then give you an offer, which is very much likely conditional on the grades that you will get at the final exams. So, for example, you might get an offer from Oxford or Cambridge, which would be like something like three A's or four A's, depending on what they say. Like ten years since I since. From when I started, when I applied to universities till now, they've changed the grading structure. So when I was、um, doing my A levels, the highest grade was A, and now the highest grade is something called A star, which is the equivalent to A plus. And I don't know if now the offers are like three A stars, or if it's still three A's or two A's and one A star. I don't know how it works now, but anyways, 
you might get an offer which is three A's or three A stars. And then in your final exams, if you don't hit that grade, you don't get to go to university. So it's not chilled after you get the offer. You have to work hard in order to get into university. That's terrible. Final exam, that means the last exam yeah. when you are in senior year. Yeah, in high school. Oh, that's yeah, terrible, dude. Yeah. It's no terrible. No, that's terrible. But there is no, like, yeah. different school use different No, no, the exams are national. Oh. The exa- exams that's are national. terrible, dude. That is awful. Why? What do you mean? I mean, it's That's not terrible, terrible, but it means that you should do something at the end of school. No, you should be celebrating that you're graduating from high school you to college. after you do the exam. No, we start celebrating as soon as we get the college acceptances letter. When it's April and I know I'm going to this school, fuck school, man. As long as I pass classes, that's it. It's over. Like, who cares about high school? It's just a diploma. Nobody looks at that anymore. <laughs> Nobody asks, like, what high school did you go to? So then when you apply for masters, um, it's more Americanized than that. What they'll do is they'll, for at least for the non-medical fields, because for uh, medicine and dentistry and for law, they have slightly different, um, like different, there's a slightly different way of entering for masters. But for the normal subjects, they basically look at your score and you write the same personal statement, why you want to study there, and then... They'll interview you and then you see if you've got an offer. So very similar to the way we get our undergrad. So when you guys have to do loads of tests to even get to masters, it's really odd for me. So I don't know why you still have to do these tests. Surely what you've done at undergrad and you know your personal statement is like good enough. I don't know, I think it's ridiculous that you have to take politics. <laughs> it's like let's say you're like, you know, I don't know, like you're arts. getting a master's I mean, in why would need to learn politics yeah or like i don't know like say you have a master's in i don't know like nursing like why why is politics in this like i don't i don't understand it just makes no sense to me (laughs) (laughs) that's the national condition but also the other thing is i think it's kind of ridiculous is so me was telling me when we're in suzhou that when you guys are in primary school you have to memorize a lot of like poems and whatever and whatever and like yeah i think that's ridiculous too it's like how many of those poems can you still uh can you recite to me today a lot a lot it's in our system yeah like it's our culture okay so let me ask you how much of that helps you in your daily life but it doesn't matter. That's my point. Like, How much does it actually help you in your daily life? Like, uh, there's That's a saying. That's my point. There's a saying. It's like, It helps you with your, like, how you show yourself. Yeah. It helps us to feel our sanguan. Your culture. Your culture. I don't know. I think it just turns everybody super nerdy. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think it actually helps them to make them feel, seem more cultured. I don't I think know. they're pretty nice. I don't know. I mean, like, we have to, like, read them, but nobody memorizes them. That's ridiculous. Like, I mean, like, what my president said 300 years ago or 10,000 years ago in a garden, I don't think it's going to help me today in what I'm doing. Shi 
顺口就背出来了，就我不用上网查，哎，这个就当初怎么写的。How, how often are you at those gardens? 那如果我 travel around 很多的话，我可以用很多次啊，我可以说很多啊，但是我们又不是 travel around many times. It's not all about useful. It's not about being useful. 对啊，就像有时候你唱歌，为什么人要有 music？ Music 可以给你吃饱嘛，对不对？ Music 可以给你干嘛？对呀、啊，那这些古诗词也是古代人的 entertainment. Okay, they are so boring. They need something to read. <laughs> It's sort of aesthetic things. Okay, but back in the day, only wealthy people were literate. So this is entertainment for wealthy people, right? So that's my point. For your common person, it doesn't actually do anything because that's not what they, you know. Something还是很多。有一些古诗词是小孩都可以背的，像那些春晓什么春眠不觉晓，很那些古代的小孩也会背啊。这就是那种很厉害的那种飞。I'm Is there a really big drive for young people to do masters in China? Very big. Does it really impact your progress career-wise? I think so. Yeah, it's pretty important if you have like a higher no, degree. Minnie, you had your masters in the states, so like it, it's a.、Uh, I'm talking about in China. You guys, do you guys feel the pressure to do masters in order to earn more money? Yeah, definitely. What about you, Enfield? No, no common. No, no common. Why? <laughs> well, why? 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 Why are you even part of this podcast then? <laughs> on this point, I don't have common. But you、on. did the bachelor's, right? So why did you decide not to do a master? You were poor. Yeah, that would be part of part of the reason. Because you didn't have any money to go to school. <laughs> I heard that Xiao, you didn't you say that you pay two thousand renminbi for your. Yeah, fees per year. That's nothing. What do you mean you have no money? Yeah, you could, that's not an excuse. You could just you could even borrow that money, dude, from like <laughs> dude, a family. Dude, you know? But you guys spend more money in China. Your truth that in China, there's a lot of people they don't need to take a master's、uh, degree, but they still can get a good job and high pay. It depends on your majors. Like, if your major is computer science, you can go to a like Alibaba straight away. If your score is so high, then you can get high paid in China. But if your major is biotechnology, like me, you cannot find a good job if you just got an underground undergraduate certificate. You know. I, I agree. That's true for the U.S. too. Like, if you were to graduate with a bachelor's of Biology, or like even a bachelor's of biomed, like you would be a lab technician until the day you die. Like unless you have like a biology teacher in yeah, middle school or like, something. If、yeah. you don't have a PhD or a master's, or even masters don't cut it anymore in the U.S. Like I'm, I'm sorry. Like, for, for the bio, for this field of biology, for biomed, biotech. Okay, I guess that's probably true for the UK. I, I mean, I don't know for sure because m- most of my friends are not in that field, but. I know it's not true for finance. I know it's not true for accounting. I know it's not true for media, for graphics design, for technology. And、um, is that the same case as in China? Oh, what about English literature? English literature? Yeah. But what jobs? 
Okay, well, are you asking how much people make if they have English literature degree in the U.S.? <laughs> no, no. I mean, do they need a master or PhD to do what? Yeah, but what job are they doing? I don't know. What what do, what can they do? Exactly, I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> maybe teacher again. Okay, okay, okay. To, you say this, but I used to work in finance. We had loads. We, we did have loads, but we did have English majors working in finance. So, oh, yes, that's, that's my point. That degree. <laughs> I don't know anybody of my friends. I have friends who majored in. English literature, in like Chinese studies, in like Southeast Asian studies, in like African studies, and what jobs are they doing today? They're not librarians of you know. They're not historians. They they don't they research make African money. culture. They're working at Starbucks and oh. and like <laughs> and like they're working or like one of them is working for like the government as a assistant or something like. Dude, like, come no, on. he's working at, for the government as an assistant. That's yeah, and he makes good. like nothing. Oh, okay, that's not good. He lives at home, dude. I I can say that pursuing education for passion is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing as long as you have or you can gain a certain idea of how you're gonna try and make a living. I think that's really important. I think I completely disagree with that point because maybe because. Education financing your education in the U.S. is much different from the U.K. Like education is much much more expensive in the United States than in the U.K. Much much more. Yeah, but why does that not? Why does that defeat the point of pursuing your passion? Because you can't afford. You can't afford.、Yeah. It. So my friend, he went to a Dan. He went to a really really good college. For pre-med, like basically, if you went to that school and you're doing pre-med, you're almost guaranteed to go to med school because they have a ninety percent, like you know, rate for people going to med school there. But he studied English there, and he it's like sixty, seventy thousand a year to go to that school, and like he's been there for four years. That's a quarter of a million dollars. He's in debt, USD, and his loan rates are through the roof, like seven, eight percent. And he works for the government, making like, like twenty, thirty thousand a year. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, he'll be dead by the time he like pays back all his loans. That's not a good decision, but that, but that's because he didn't have an end goal. End goal. No, he does. He wants to be. A professor, and so、I、now he's getting、English. his yeah. Now he's getting his master's from NYU in English, <gasps> and no, no, another two years at NYU is eighty thousand. He's a professor. Yeah, but I'm telling you, the chances of him becoming a professor are so slim. But will he get paid a lot? I think、no. it's a lot. So first of all, professor in university no, pay no, a lot in the U.S. But you don't start off as a professor. You only become a professor when you're like thirty or forty. First, you start off. I mean, ten yen. No, no, no. When you start off as a teaching assistant, and then after that, you become an associate professor,、oh, yeah. and then associate professor to professor takes like twenty years, fifteen to twenty years on average in the U.S. Yeah, because when you become a professor, you get tenure. But in order for you to become, and I only know this because. 
academics was something I was considering when I was doing my like my doctorate. So and I know this because from academia to do that, right? From associate professor to professor, the only way you can fight for that position is if especially in English language is if you publish multiple books and they're critically acclaimed because everybody wants to be a professor. And like it's just it's so difficult. So my my perspective on this is I think every individual should make uh, the, their decision on their own. And as a society, we should give them as many facts as possible. And if this individual chose this route, knowing that he'd be in so much debt and he doesn't rely on his family, so he's paying his own path, I think it's fine. I don't think that's a responsible decision to make. For you? No, for I you. mean, just in general, like... But, for example, do you know there's this YouTuber, his name is uh, Ryan Higa. Oh, yeah. He dropped, he's a high school dropout. He's not a high school dropout, he's a university dropout. Okay, he's university. And his parents said to him, um, if you really want to pursue this YouTube thing, and you want to drop out of university, just know that it's going to be very, very risky. We don't know how, or um, how you're going to make money, and how much you're going to make money, how much money you're going to make. And if you do decide to do this, you're going to go on a very, very dangerous path that hasn't been um, walked on by many people. And he said, okay, I knew that I could do this or I could go to university. He was trying to do pre-med as well. And he decided to drop out and pursue YouTube full time. And now he's making loads of money. Okay, again, I just want to, I guess I just want to, I also want to emphasize that he is one in like, millions first of all yeah but i'm saying there are millions of people who drop out of college or yeah, no, don't go to college to become a youtuber and again like most of them don't like make that much money if you know the risk and you take responsible for the consequences that you might um you might face that's fine right Surely that's fine if you take responsible for the consequences of your decisions uh, your your own action that's fine for so if you're pursuing education for passion we need people like this we need people who like to study things because they like it yeah, yeah i agree yeah. but i think if your country's system is set up so that it is affordable and it's okay to do that i think you know go wild but not in the u.s like hell no like why why is education so expensive and because everything is privatized you don't get you get very minimal help from the government for all of this well education in it in itself is institutionalized in that for example if you want to get a job whether it's the states or china or the uk you need to have a degree so you have to go to uni to get a job which is wrong i think that's wrong that's the first thing the second thing is education can be learned by yourself we have so many free resources you just go on the internet you search what you want to learn and you can learn it so but one, one thing I also want to emphasize, the reason why it's so expensive in the United States is thanks to international students. No, I'm serious. <laughs> and I'm not saying this because I don't want you guys to come study in the U.S., but it's because all international students don't get any financial help, right, in the U.S. So their families have to pay for all of it. So when universities see that, um, that people can afford these prices, they're going to jack up the prices every year, Right. So it makes it more and more difficult for students from that. It's, it's double standard. Yeah, it's, I, I think it's different system. You, you a woman, the tuition, it's different from yours. Is it? It's, I thought it was It's the different. Same. It's yeah. like three times 
比他们要贵三倍。Yeah, three but, times. Yes.、Yeah, so the reason why. Yes. Yes.、Yeah, so the reason why that is so is because if they didn't do that, then it would it would be harmful to locals, and then locals would not, you know, they would not be okay with that. But part of it is because they're trying to attract. International students to come to the U.S. to study, so they spend a lot of money on their facilities when actually they don't need to. What they should be spending their money on are like you know like、um, like more teachers, right, and things well, like no, that. But teachers are based on who wants to do their doctorates. Do no, you only no, no, get no. university no, no, no. teachers if they are PhD students? For, okay, no. There are plenty of PhDs out there who cannot become professors right now because of the way things yeah, are set up. Yeah, so they、up. become teachers. Yeah, I think it's okay to be but teachers. But if, if there aren't that many people who want to be PhD students, then you don't have enough teachers. But okay, there. That th- that's what I don't. What is your? What are you trying to say here? I'm saying the university needs to attract more PhD students in order for their. To be more teachers, so no, no, it's no, restricted. No, no, no. I'm not talking about PhDs. I'm talking about undergrad. No, the, the undergrad teachers are the PhD students. At least that's what it was at my university. No, 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 no. no. Professors and PhD students are not. So, so you have TAs at the schools, which help the professors. Professors are not PhD students in the U.S. I mean, no, no. We, so, I understand. No, that's not what I mean. That's、yeah. not what the I mean. The PhD students are the like the seats. You know, I mean, like the、yeah. seats of the professor. They、no. are the potential people for professor. No, the、okay. position of maybe, professor. So maybe there's a there's a clash in the UK system. We have the professor who gives the lecture. The lecturer then sets out a course and gives out homework and set and writes the exam. But the people who mark it and the people who teach the classes on the lectures themselves are PH are people doing their PhDs or trying to be. Um, yeah, no, 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 but it's not, it's not the same. But we、US. don't hire separate people to teach the course. But it's, it's not the same in the U.S. Really? Yeah, it's not. So you have people who teach. We have professors、mm. teach the course. All your professors teach. Of course, dude. But if you don't have enough professors, then you don't have enough teachers. I think we have that in U.S. Like we have like big class for like professor, and then like small classes for a TA. Yeah, that's my、us. point. They have huge、that's, classes. That's for what、professors. you mean, right? Yeah, that's what I yeah. mean. Yeah. Okay, guys, thank you so much. I think we're gonna do a part two to this podcast, and we'll see you all next week. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye, bye. Bye.